0: Hi, Chinia family. Welcome to another episode. We had the privilege of hosting Don O'Koth, co-founder and country manager right at Sandy. His story is one of hard work and determination which started at an early age. Don is a perfect example of entrepreneurs who understand the process of creating a business from the ground up and adapting to the market. With the current state of the world, Sandy are working hand-in-hand with local supermarkets to deliver goods to people's homes so as to avoid the spread of the coronavirus. We value all our listeners and the entire Chinyamaji family. We encourage everyone to adhere to the regulations put in place to avoid further spread of the virus. We will continue to bring you more encouraging episodes. We are in this together. Stay safe and enjoy the podcast.
1: Hi guys, i family. Uh, this is uh, your host Mark Karaki. Super excited to be bringing you yet another Episode of the podcast, and this week we are excited to have uh, an awesome entrepreneur, uh, Don Ophoff, who's the co-founder at uh, currently Sandy, right? Yes. Um, and uh, Don and I just meet for the first time, and sometimes that's where the best stories come from because we're expanding our reach beyond my personal network to, to reach out to to local entrepreneurs so that uh, you guys can tell your story. Um, and so, yeah. Introduce yourself, tell us who
0: you are and what you do. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, so, Don O'Coth is my name. And um, interesting, the name, the name Don. So, way back in the early 1970s, there's one, Becky and uh, David, who are watching a lot of movies. And one movie actually caught their attention, and the movie was The Godfather. Okay. So, <laughs> that's, that's that's
1: where your name came from. Yeah,
0: that's where, I, and my dad was really fond of Don Collyon, so <laughs> I think that's where the name Don comes in.
1: Yeah, man. And uh, uh, Lewis will never miss an opportunity to, to name their son appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But cool, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Uh, Super so excited to to kind of meet you and kind of hear your story. So, give us a little bit about your background, uh, education, where you grew up, and uh, you know your your professional
0: career? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I started school in Riverbank Primary School, mm-hmm. that's in the 1990s, mm-hmm. uh, came up from a very, uh, uh, not so much family, not very well-to-do family, mm-hmm. um, and um, I think in, in 2002, um, uh, that's where my career started, so I lost my mom in 2002, oh, wow. okay. uh, and... That was um to expose me now to the world.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: um I had to now start taking care of my siblings.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And at that time what you used to do I used to supply Silver Spring with uh, with with Fillet. Uh, the hotels. The hotels, yeah. Mm-hmm. So ideally that's where now the business acumen and the building up of relationships started. Okay. So how did you,
1: how did you start serving fillets to to, to,
0: to the hotel. So my mom, my mom, my mom used to do that job. Okay. So my mom had introduced me to that job, and uh, when she passed on, uh, it was one of the main main source of income uh, for the family. So Got I had it. to, I had to, I had to tag along, take it up, yeah. take it up and uh, and start doing it. Okay. So ideally, yeah. there were very key lessons that I learned during that particular supply, mm-hmm. and one of them is uh, building relationships because uh, they're high season. So there's a time where the, the, the the hotel might want more deliveries. Mm. Maybe you're used to doing just 20 kg, mm. and now the request, like, for maybe 60, 40. And you might not have that capital to finance. Okay. So meaning you, you have to have a very good rapport with the suppliers, right. telling them that, please give me this X, and once I get payment, I'll be able to right. I'll be, I'll be able to pay back. Right. So that was in 20, 2002,
1: 2003. Well,
0: had you done, had you finished high school at the time? No, 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 I was still in high school. Oh, wow. I was still in high school. So I, I used to... Uh, I requested for a day, just one day, to do, uh, to do to do the supplies. So, luckily, the days sometimes will fall on a weekend, on a Saturday. Okay. But if it's in the middle of the week, then I'll just request for one day, from and school. then from school, and then probably catch up later on. Wow. <laughs> and <laughs> your
1: school was uh, accommodating for that, or yeah, it was
0: accommodating because uh, uh, I was in Rongeri High School, so okay. the principal knew my mom, and he knew okay. what I'm challenges. Sorry. Challenges we are going through at that that's particular awesome. that particular time. Mm,
2: that's
1: a very unusual for a, a local. I mean, that's unusual for anybody, yeah, right? Yeah. For a school to actually accommodate you. In that yeah, because
0: that's, that's where the fees are coming from. And <laughs> <all> that. <laughs> that makes sense. Give <laughs> 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 we'll us some fees. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, that that was the experience. Mm-hmm. So that culture of building relationship and uh, being able to get that business acumen because it meant you have to buy it at a certain price and of course mark up and sell it at a certain price and make some profit yeah. and manage that profit very well yeah. until the next uh, particular supply mm-hmm. and, no, and differentiate between capital and, and profit. Yeah. So fast forward, uh, in 2000 and, uh, 2003, I finished my high school. Uh, I went to Makerere University in Uganda. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I think in Makarei, that's when I got now the exposure of really, really hustling because you know, there you're on your own. Mm. You know, when you're in, in a new country, uh, you have to actually new relationships, new relationships and uh, you have to eat and all that and mm. school and uh, the mm. pressure that comes with also uh, mm. being in university you have to take someone for a date <laughs> <laughs> and
2: those, and Ghana, they know how to go out <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: so it meant you, you really had to really hustle yeah. uh, so that was in Macquarie University
1: how did you end up in Makere?
0: Why, why not? You went. I, I, I went for A levels. That's form five and form six. Okay. Uh, you have a form five and form six. Five, five and five yes, five. No, no, not Makere. Mm-hmm. So ah. you you go to the local secondary schools, okay. form five and form six. Ah, see, yeah. and then from form form five and form six, that's when you join uh, Makere, okay. Makere. So you did, five and and I did, I did right. form five and six. I did form five and form six. They still have that
1: that model.
0: Eh? Yeah, they still have that model, and uh, it was it was having done form four and then going for A levels. Mm. Uh, I think it was the A level matures you a bit because you know in yes. form four you're still, mature, you're still immature, so from five, form six, uh, at that time I think when you're finishing you're about 18 years or 19 years. I think you're now really mature and right. uh, you're good to go. Right. So I joined Macquarie University. I did economics. Graduated. Yeah. So uh, I normally so pride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why
1: did you pick econ?
0: Yes. Ideally, what I wanted to do was law. Okay. So fact when I was doing my choice I did low low day low evening like I did low low so then one guy and I remember this very interesting uh guy who came and said um he told me that Don, you want to do low it's good and I know you like low and the thing that time I was reading a lot of John Grisham books
2: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah the partner and the yeah, farm and the, farm the, and the right, likes you know yeah. so um he told me don't Law is good, but sometimes it needs a very good family kind of name or family background. Okay. And he told me, why don't you do economics? Economics will harden you and put you out in the market.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, uh-huh. and so, you know, when you're doing the class, I said, okay, let me put economics there. <laughs> Some stranger, <laughs> the direction of your life. So and then uh, when I was called it mm. was economics okay. so I'd, I'd actually now my mind had changed shifted and I had shifted little. my mind idea that I'll, I'll, I was going to now mm. do economics and uh, make sure that I'm done with it so the thing of not coming from a well-to-do uh, kind mm. of family mm. it means that you have to work extremely hard because mm. mm. it means you have a very small window yeah. The things like fees, you can't afford things like retake, you know, like I think they call it your refers, because mm-hmm. who will pay for it? It means accommodation, it means you have to travel back. So looking at all those costs, it means that I had to really, really... You uh, a straight
1: line between where you are and the
0: goal. And the goal. So... Okay. So I got my second upper. <laughs> and yeah, that was 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. and, and I have a second upper, I'm, 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 What's uh, an upper? Second upper division is, uh, I think there's first class and then second upper division, oh, then okay. second lower, okay. then a pass. It's like a class that's like a, Rank. A, great, a like a ranking. Okay. So f- first class is the best and then followed by second upper and then lower and then Which pass. Those, things,
1: those things don't really matter in the real world. They <laughs> don't, they don't. But you see, <laughs> back, then, yeah, back
0: then it was, yeah, now I have upper. an upper. I have an upper. Uh, <laughs> upper uh, yeah. And I, I come back to Nairobi and super excited, you know, like I'm a Napa and everything, and I'm like, and I'm I'm good to go. Um, so, when I came back, of course, applying for jobs. We started at that time there was this graduate trainees, uh, where if you you've got a graduate trainee for like this insurance company or Kenya Revenue Authority. Or any form of graduate trainee, then you're like, now, now my career is set. Your is actually
1: working. My upper is now actually working.
0: <laughs> so, did some few applications. Nothing is coming. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, the HRs, okay, no offense to the HR, but there's no that courtesy call telling you, no. right. yo, you know, yo, you didn't cut. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a thousand, <laughs> there's a thousand applications. <laughs> applications, millions and millions of applications.
2: Right. They
1: don't have for us.
0: Exactly. So, I was like, now the frustration starts coming in and you're like, now. What,
1: what happened to the business? Fish business? So fish business.
0: Since I had to move to Uganda, to Uganda I left the business to, to the family. My dad was doing it. Okay. So, coming back, of course, it's not very sustainable and now I, I can't go back to it again. But one thing is that I'd already created some very good relationship mm-hmm. and that's when I also started my cloth business. Oh, started cloth I started a cloth okay. business. That yeah. was in 2010, there about. Okay. So I'll go get clothes, uh, iron them very well, wash them up, clean them up, and mm-hmm. then... Mutumba, mm-hmm. basically. basically. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. iron, and then... Make some money. And make some money. And yeah. it, was, it was really making some good money. About... Yeah. About... Yeah. About... Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll gross about 100000 a month. Though it was yeah. on and off. On and off, because yeah. you have yeah. to really depend on when guys the have... And yeah, and all that. So mm-hmm. that was in about two, 2010, mm-hmm. 2009. Mm-hmm. So around that time, I met um, uh, one Meshaka Alois mm-hmm. uh, I think he was still in university, mm-hmm. and uh, what really attracted to me was his brilliant mind, his mm-hmm. processing, the way you process things, mm-hmm. uh, and his eye for technology. And mm-hmm. I think that time, that's when the tech, and I think for, for tech in Kenya, We'll, we always have to give out shout-outs to very important people. Mm-hmm. One of them is Eric Hassman. you know, came up with this incubation, the M-Lab, the i mm-hmm. which was very, very critical at that time for, for, mm-hmm. for putting in, entrepreneurs, innovators in together. one together, mm-hmm. enabling them to pitch the pivots and all that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Meshak really had a, an eye for tech, mm-hmm. and I felt that with my business acumen, with my commercial side then, I'll, I'll be able to complement him very well, where he, he drives the technology and the leadership aspect. Mm-hmm. He's someone who you look up to and say, okay, this is the direction that you're taking, mm-hmm. and that's the direction when you take, you never go, you never go wrong. Mm-hmm. So that was around in 2010, 2011,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then that's when we set up the first company. It was mm-hmm. called MTL Systems.
2: MTL. And MTL.
0: MTL. Yeah. That's Marloid's Technologies Limited. Okay. And the idea was to build softwares. And we came up with a, a, an awesome ticketing platform where guys could book their bus tickets, their events tickets, uh, straight on their phone. Mm-hmm. Though it was very early in the market, <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of UCD then, a lot of feature phones, no feature smartphones. Phone, yeah, yeah. I think the first phone was I think Idios. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when it was just coming, coming out, out yeah, ca- yeah, coming yeah, yeah. out, and with an Android, yeah. and even Nokia was still in Symbian. It was a year ahead of it. Yeah, so it was really, really, we were, we were very early in the market. Yeah. Which and would
1: have been an amazing play.
0: Yeah, and even right now, I think that's when most guys, I think we have companies like Bopas who are...
1: Bopas, MOOC.
0: Mook, you know, currently doing, they, they took... That, at that time, we had everything right. onto one particular platform. Where right. you could get your bus, events. I think it was just a lot.
2: Right.
0: And there was also one interesting thing that we did uh, back then is that um, we had built a Safari Bible.
1: Safari Bible. Yeah, that was
0: like you're able to use UCSD D to, to get the Bible scriptures. It was an <laughs> awesome. <It> was a <laughs> this is a big market in Africa. <laughs> it was an awesome product, but now marketing it, monetizing it was the one. Yeah, uh, it was the it was challenge. I remember one of the ways you could sell it was to go to Kesha at... Valley Road, uh-huh. Valley Road, NPC Valley Road, because that's your target market. <laughs>
2: Christians need
0: to start texting. <laughs> I gather Bible scriptures. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we, we, we came up with a lot of products. and really experimental. experimental innov- yeah. innovating. You learned out. a lot through that
1: process. What are some of the main lessons you learned in that experimental phase of you, your
0: development? Well, I think one of them was to be very lean. Lean. Lean, okay. lean. And I think there are so many books that have come yeah, yeah. in regards to just being lean. Yeah. Like... Not lean in terms of just a business, but lean also in terms of a person, as a human being. A human being. Not getting so much, not wanting so much, mm-hmm. but just being lean to show that at least you're exe- executing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One also of the key lessons uh, through this journey was that of hard work. Okay. Because, and I think when you look, when you probably, if you're a political person, when you saw Obama's speech in 2004, it was, we don't, getting these such kind of platforms are not given. Mm-hmm. You have to really, really okay. And them, it means a lot of uh, hard grinding, job, grinding.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and of course, persevering. Yeah, because yeah. at that time, like I'm, I'm telling you, the market wasn't ready mm-hmm. for for most of these mobile products that we were building back then. Right. But that perseverance of just pushing on, and you see, those are some of the first uh, challenges that we had when we we set up these particular IT products. early is that we had to do a lot of custom education,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: luckily. Companies like Uber and mm. these big companies, when they came in, mm. it was really easy now to educate the mass in terms of just downloading an app.
2: Boom.
0: Ten years ago or seven years ago, no one knew about an app like to exactly. something right. people are just doing. Yeah. So you see, so you,
1: you are in a tough market. Whenever you are bringing in a new innovation, yeah. and there's, there's a, they call it like there's a, there's a gap between what people are used to doing, their behavior. And what you're trying to get them to do, yeah, that's a very tough market, extremely to, actually, to survive, in yeah, at all. So yeah. that's interesting. So, okay, so now you guys, um, what happened to those products? Uh, obviously, you're, you're not working with them right now, you had to, what was the,
0: I think, outcome? I think, I think, like, um, like any company, uh, or even a human being, mm-hmm. you have to evolve totally. Yeah, you have to evolve. You're not the same person who you were ten years ago. When,
1: sometimes people like to stay there. You'd, you'd be surprised. Eh? Yeah.
0: In our society,
1: people really yeah, like to
0: yeah. So, to so, yeah. so products have to evolve, well, and people have, people have to evolve, and these things and all those experiences yeah. turn out to be something else that totally. now already that's now ready for the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: so what was the next step? What did you guys? What was the next
0: move? So. Uh, when we build all this and we got some fuel traction mm-hmm. and we saw that this market now is ready, mm-hmm. uh, we set up Sandy, and that was in around 2014. Mm-hmm. Where did do, that
1: idea come from? What, what, what was the genesis of that? What were you trying to solve?
0: I think the logistics problem was just, we're, we're just trying to make it, and even right now, we're just trying to make it uh, easy. Logistics is very complex. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole idea back then was how, how, you know, when you talk of logistics, you just think of DHL, but what about that e-commerce guy who just wanted to do a simple delivery from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that, that was the whole genesis. And I think after working with this bus log and courier systems, we just saw that th- there must be an easier way of just to make logistics. Did you guys, exactly. did,
1: would, would you guys just look at opportunities and say, let's try and build there? Was it just an inv- a list of things you would try? Mm. Or this, the logistics thing, mm. was it a problem that one of you guys had or your family, or was it, was it just on a list of things you were going to try?
0: Yeah, I think at that time also uh, uh, Mesh was building for the mom. So just getting things to the site also was a, was a, was a huge was a huge challenge. I remember then also, when you 're doing the queer a house house for okay. the mom, yeah. Okay. so just getting that particular Material. materials to to, to to the site yeah. to the site was was really was really a challenge. another time also, when doing the courier system for 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 one of the bus companies you 'll find that you have customers they will receive notification that your package has arrived or your package is here but mm-hmm. Just going all the way to River Road just to get that parcel. Yeah. Like, like that last that last, last two miles. That's, that last mile. So ideally, the first prototype was more of an errand app, like just helping. Errand okay. app. Yeah, okay. just.
1: So basically, mm, yeah, I get it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just
0: being able to 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 log in on a. Uh, log in and just connect with, with a rider who is able to now do that particular errand. Okay. And you guys can even actually agree on the rates that, uh, right. that, you, that you want to charge. Right. And of course that also evolved and evolved until you reach this particular point that we are in right now. Got it.
1: Yeah. And so what do you guys
0: do right now? I mean, you go from an errand up, mm. what is Sandy right now? Right now, Sandy is, uh, Sandy is more of a platform that enables businesses to trade. Okay. So we don't, we don't only do deliveries from bikes, but we do all the way from freight business. So currently, uh, uh, I'm the country manager for freight. Mm-hmm. So freight is more of the 28 owners. 28 okay. So last mile, so we work with companies like Mailers, mm-hmm. FMCG, mm-hmm. Uh, um, freight forwarders, as well as fertilizer or mm-hmm. So these guys either get things from the port mm-hmm. to their factories, and then they have to process. And then now, again, it's still come and do last mile for them.
1: And before Sandy, what, was, what were they doing? Were they just calling different transporters? Was it just like?
0: Yeah, ask for transport. Yeah, ask for transport, and uh, and I can also maybe uh, uh, go back and take you back to maybe even the taxi. You know, we used to call them uh, Karura, Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) You know, so it's the same where you just walk out and say, can you move these things? From point A to point B, they'll say, yes, we can. Mm-hmm. But in the course of the journey, the guy will call you back and say, no, no, no. These things are too heavy. <laughs> 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 Let's renegotiate. Let's renegotiate, you know. <laughs> and just bring that professionalism yeah. now to that structure. The yeah. you
1: predictability, know, smoothness of uh, streamlining that process. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it can be very difficult mm-hmm. if you have to negotiate mm-hmm. every single... Um, you, know, you have to negotiate with different service providers yeah. all the time. Yeah. Different service levels. So um, that's awesome. So, so tell me a little bit about how, or tell the audience a little bit about how you guys evolved from just uh, the errand you know, uh, rider thing. What's been that journey like? What's, what's been, how did you move from level to level to level?
0: Of course I can't go into detail. That's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But ideally when you build a product and you have a unique uh, USP or UVP yeah, at that yeah. particular point, then in most cases you find out the customers are the ones who direct this particular exactly. product. Exactly. So when you when you build on, let's say for example, the first one is bikes. Mm-hmm. The bikes also has you're only able to do only 300 kg on the bike. Mm-hmm. So meaning if a customer has has a huge has a huge or maybe a one ton kind of consignment, then you've limit that particular customer. Right. So meaning you have to go back to the drawing board and give this particular customer value a value. Value service, and that's why now you introduce maybe a different vendor type okay. that could be van, and it goes all the way up to 28 times. So you just
1: follow the market where it's leading exactly, it's that exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and you guys obviously have, have, have done really well, um, and it's, it's super exciting to actually see because the logistics business is definitely what drives the economy in yeah. a real sense. Mm-hmm. And to see that you guys are local founders mm-hmm. who've actually built it organically from the bottom up, what are some of the challenges that? You guys' experiences, maybe top three, if, yeah. you, if you can. What are some of the challenges you,
0: you you've experienced? Uh, I think for me, dawn in this particular journey, uh, the main main challenges were were actually um, when we started off. Is that you anticipate this, this? This happens to all startups. Mm-hmm. You say, for example, my market is how many? What did the CCKOCA C- Communications Authority say? How many mobile? Uh, subscribers we have, we mm. say 30 million. 30 million is my customer. <laughs> so, that's, that's, <laughs> so that's where you start from. But ideally, uh, one of the biggest challenges is that you have to segment that particular market. Mm. So in the process of segmenting that particular market, that's when you know which what clear USP or what clear value you're giving your particular, that particular segment of customers. So I think yeah. one of them was just the market. Sometimes you learn to defining the market, defining the clarity, market, clarity. so you learn to businesses where you find that you thought the market was big, but again, the market is, is a bit is a bit small.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, setting up companies in Kenya is not easy. Mm-hmm. The legal process. We've just uh, been
1: through setting up, finalizing, yeah, finalizing so our, our non-profit here yeah. and setting up bank account, it's mm. really,
0: really hard. Yeah,
1: it's right. it's but right. you know, I've heard people say that well, we've set up also for LLCs. Mm. That process was relatively easy. Um, yeah. Expand a little bit on what you mean from mm. your perspective.
0: I think, right now it's getting better, okay. but way back uh, it was really, really hard, In meaning if you, if you want to incorporate... And, you know, also, when you're starting out, you don't have that enough capital. Yes. You cannot hire the fancy lawyers yes. who are able to fast track for you things. So yes. those are some of the things that also set you back a bit. Totally.
1: Yeah. Okay. And what, what else? What was the next challenge? next big challenge. So it's, we, we talked about misreading the market yeah. and then getting a correction. Mm. The setup of, yeah. of, of a company, uh, but it's getting better, fortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else were some of the, the
0: challenges you guys I think this one this will be just people People. yeah getting okay. the right people on the bus sometimes can be a challenge Yes. and you, you you'll get different uh, different people coming 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 to you, but just getting the right people looking able to go with you through this journey uh, it's, 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 it's one of also the biggest challenges and th- and the, th- this is something that are also <clears throat> for the young people they, they get rich quick quick mentality, and what this does is that you start exposing yourself to a number of things, like fraud, you know, you just want to, you you want to collude with someone so that you can be able to make that money very fast, which I don't think it's the case. So you
1: guys have experienced that type of scenario where people have come in and been the wrong people?
0: Definitely, definitely. The bus, you know, like, just like a normal bus, (laughs) you you don't, you will not always get all the right people. How do
1: you, now, obviously, you've been through a ton of people like who come through your company, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, have, you, ha, have you improved
0: your ability to evaluate uh, the right people? And uh, this is again, uh, I always give back credit to Meshak and mm-hmm. Malaika and the team and the f- other founders is uh, mm-hmm. putting our processes to actually get these particular people using systems, you know, so that you're able to sieve out and just make sure that you're bringing the right people on the bus. Mm-hmm. So we've been really, really, really key on technology to ensure that we have systems that work for us in terms of re- getting the, the right mm. kind of people in the bus. Mm. Yeah.
1: And, and let's take a step back now yeah. to just our culture, yeah. right? How do you say our culture in general, mm. Mm. Uh, is it helpful or how would you evaluate it in terms of enabling entrepreneurship, yeah. right? How do you assess our local culture?
0: Yeah. One is that Kenya, we are very enterprising. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. We are very aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think right now, if we stepped in Tanzania, we'll be told, "Yeah, yeah." we been told. Yeah. So that one is very good for entrepreneurship. But the only, the only beat that sometimes I don't agree with is the get-rich mentality. Mm-hmm these things take process, it's a process, it's, like a, it's, so. a, it's a step-by-step, it's a step. Mm-hmm. it can not come overnight. Mm-hmm. And I think, ex- especially the young guys who are coming out, and probably what they've seen, and you, that's why you'll see a lot of people, and you just mentioned it, going to politics,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so that they can have that quick fix. Mm-hmm. But with that gradual patience then, at, uh, and this particular culture, uh, this particular enterprising mentality that we have, I think we can be the hub.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a very strong "eat what you kill" mentality. I want to eat today. I mean, at the risk and at the cost of all relationships, right? Um, And it's very, very uh, unproductive because, like you said, this is a—it's a journey, right? And and the reality of the situation is sometimes. Sometimes I look at it and I say, "What causes this?" Obviously, it's a tough environment, right? We're not a a wealthy society by any means, so. Everybody's trying to make it uh, to survive, for the most part, and that breeds a certain kind of mindset, yeah. right? a certain kind of behavior, a certain yeah. kind of way that you approach the world. Long term is not something you plan for. You're yeah. trying to survive today, yeah. and <clears throat> unfortunately, you know, without vision, you know what they say, the people perish, and that's that's what's happening. Yeah. And so, un- the unfortunate thing it's kind of tough to have a vision when you have to survive. Yeah, uh, it doesn't come naturally. Yeah, uh, how have you guys? How have you particularly navigated that? What, what, made, what gave you that long-term mindset where you didn't try and take shortcuts? What, what
0: was it? I think one is the strong leadership that we had. And uh, having a strong leader in the team sometimes gives you that particular vision. Mm-hmm. The other thing is also the background, and that, uh, the background that I had, just like I, I explained earlier on, has mm-hmm. uh, always d- drove me to create an impact, not a quick fix. Like, right now, the number of people who depend on the platform just to transact and able to get their ends meet, the kind of impact that you create, it's not about maybe even the four of us who set up the company, but it's now more. Like, we are creating an impact to the, to the economy beyond, beyond, beyond ourselves. Yeah. The number of people who are working for us or working for the company, then that kind of impact is what now also drives this particular, mm-hmm. my particular journey. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, like, one of the things I also, talk about culture again. It's uh, one of the things I also see, is lack of collaboration right? uh, amongst just you know, business people, especially. I, I think we're very good when it comes to socially. Yeah. right? We, I love that side of us. But when business comes into the picture, I don't know if this has been your experience, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very, it can be very um, uh, what's-in-it-for-me instead of being helpful. Yeah. right? What's, what's been your experience with that from a cultural perspective?
0: Being, being, uh, I won't say the first, but I remember even the first companies that we were, we actually won pivotist. So mm-hmm. there was a competition being arranged by MLAB, it was called Pivot. Mm-hmm. The first one was Pivot and then the next one was Pivotist. Mm-hmm. So with that Pivot will be incubated. So there are quite a number of companies in, in different utilities.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think being sometimes there, the first, sometimes you don't have someone, you don't, I won't say mentor, you know, for example, in Silicon, it's it's, it's, all over. it's all over, but now in Kenya, there's no it's 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 it's, it's an outlier mm-hmm. if, if i can if i can say that it's an outlier there's no one to look up and say okay how did you do this how did you navigate this in most cases you just have to go to the bush figure it out figure, it out. It figure out
2: it's but it's i'm it. just
1: talking about just being helpful like being be, people being approachable people being just willing to just be helpful right so it's normally that's a thing right people are actually helpful because mm-hmm. that's just how you are right it doesn't matter you know this i call it Kubo, yeah. thing, right yeah. you know Just giving somebody your time and being able to say, hey, you guys are trying to do something. I have, that is a big
0: gap in our society. And that's that's why why I'm just going back. Because for our parents, they they know success is when you finish university, you get employed in the government, you work for some time, you get married, and then, of course, you become a politician or you do, like there's a clear path that, that program that, was, was, a, programmed that, that was programmed to follow, so and these guys sometimes don't know how to help you, and that's what I saw from my experience. Interesting,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So they'll 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 say ah, uh, for Don, I, I think he has his way figured out. Mm-hmm. You let's just, mm-hmm. you know, he knows he knows his own his own path and all yeah, that. Yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, So so
0: mm-hmm. uh, and I think getting such kind of things ten years back mm-hmm. was next to impossible. Awesome.
1: Yeah. One other thing I've also observed, I know if you, if you keep up, of course everybody's mm-hmm. online nowadays. You you see a lot of energy, right, from Silicon Valley and abroad, speaking about Nigeria, Lagos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the uh, CEO of, uh, Google was there, mm-hmm. the founder of Twitter was there, and, and and YC, you know they keep talking about them, right? Mm-hmm. So they're definitely hard right now as yeah. far as attention and resources, yeah. right. <clears throat> And Nairobi has kind of fallen back, right? right. Um, even now Ghana, you know, they've got their Google AI lab, yeah. they've got a lot of attention, they've got this thing uh, called um, the year of return where they they're, they're, they're positioned themselves as the place for African-Americans to actually kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. land on the continent. Yeah, the and world, that's yeah. resources, that's yeah. attention, that's, yeah. where are we at with that? How, how, what's our story?
0: We, uh, you are telling the story now. <laughs> <laughs> you know I,
1: I think so for me you know of course we have to do our core right you yeah. guys have to make Sandy work and, mm. and all that stuff we have to make impact africa work. but my whole vision has always i've always mm. known that mm. a rising tide raises all ships and i firmly believe nairobi needs to have a vision of being the place where great African brands are born. Yeah. For me, that's I'm I'm completely biased about right. this. I think we have an amazing situation yeah. to be the leading place for that. But if we don't have that vision, it's not going to happen. It's just going to be independent companies doing their thing. We yeah. need to have a unified front we can create a brand, we can create a vision, we can start to move together in unison. Yeah. And so I, I find that's missing, man. I find that's missing. And even you being here, uh, I guess why we have a podcast and why we do what we do, events and so on and so forth. Of course, <clears throat> we have our own kind of interests where we're building our brand, it helps us with fundraising, it helps us get out there. Yeah. But the core of it, man, is like, we need to actually have a unified, we need to move as a squad. Yeah. For me, startup number one is Nairobi. Yeah. Period. And, because I know what a powerful ecosystem is. It's a wealth aggregation machine. It's a wealth creation machine. Uh, and, and, and,
0: and I agree 100%. Yeah, and
1: I struggle with that. I struggle mm-hmm. when I reach out to people and they're not not—they're not available, even to do a podcast. I, you know, And it's like, dude, you guys have no clue what, what's happening. Yeah. This is not just about you. Yeah. This is about what can we do together? How can we tell that story and be the high watermark and start to win the attention game and the resource game and the capital game yeah. and the talent game coming in? Yeah. Uh, right now, I, th- I feel like we're still being picked apart, yeah. to be fair. Right? People come in and they see low hanging fruit and they run with it. We need to come together. But I, I think that's changing. Uh, I sense that that's changing. I don't know what your view on
0: that is. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, and also, sometimes you have to look back and look at the great strides you've made. Mm-hmm. That's I, true. I think yeah. looking at all those incubation places, mm-hmm. uh, the entrepreneurship forums that are coming up, in fact, even me and you sitting here, mm-hmm. I think this is that's a huge, huge stride. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure in a couple of years in a couple of months i think we'll be able to make some good strides towards 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 getting that i'm very optimistic that nairobi will be in the place (coughs) that it should be
1: yeah for for sure Uh, and if i have anything to do with it i'm sure if you guys have anything to do that's 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 going to happen and for me that's that's my vision in terms of you know that bigger picture uh and how we can participate in that as an organization and maybe maybe final question here for you is um you know Vision 2030. Yeah, yeah. What what do you see? What what's what do you see happening now? <laughs> what, do, what do you see happening? Yeah. What, what will how will you, what will
0: that look like in your eyes? I think a lot a lot a lot is changing. A lot is changing the consum the consumer behavior, the buying habits, and the e-commerce aspect. You know, growing and and growing. So what I'm seeing in 2030, there'll be a lot and a lot of technology businesses that will be in in place. And these technology businesses will be able to help us stride to the next particular level. So more jobs. More jobs. More opportunities. More opportunities, more innovations. More innovation. Uh, Yes.
1: Yeah, I see see multiple Mm -hmm. regionally Africa globally dominant companies in this market. Yeah, and just
0: looking at, there'll be no... And as we, as, as we go towards 2030, 2050, 2060, you find the borders will not make sense for, for that's a business. True. That's true. As long as you have a unique product, then you're able to sell. The market share will be, you'll be looking at the whole Africa as your market or then, the whole world as your market. That's
1: why we need to be set yeah. start thinking right now. Yeah. I mean, Kenya is too small. Okay? Yeah. Kenya is smaller than Texas, yeah. like one state in the US, right? So uh, super excited about what you guys are doing. You guys are blazing the trail and congratulations on the success! I know you guys just announced a twenty million dollar round uh, with uh, Toyota, uh, and also you have uh, Rio, uh, who's one of the capital fund, who's one of the investors, is a good friend. And uh, so, congratulations on the success! <clears throat> it's, it's a great, it's a great story. It's a great testament to persistence, to doing things the right way. You know, what's what's your final few pieces of advice you would give to to the ecosystem?
0: Yeah, I think for for the upcoming entrepreneurs. Uh, the most and most important thing is to always, always work smart, build in and be sure that you're innovating things that bring value to your particular customers. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you'll win. Thank you so much.
1: I really appreciate you. Thank you.